This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to have a great time talking about a subject that really, really interests me. Um, You know, I love all my guests. I love learning. But this one in particular piqued my interest because it is something that I've had some experience with, but not a lot. But it's something that I'm, as I said, I'm very interested in. And so now that I've piqued your interest, let me introduce my guest today, Ronan Leonard. So welcome, Ronan. Ah, uh, Deb, thanks for having me on the show. And hopefully I can live up to that um, brilliant introduction. Oh, you will, you will. And as people can tell, you are not here in the United States. You're in Australia. Um, and so thank you for coming to us from... 4,000 miles away? Gotta love technology. <laughs> I've also come from the future as well. It's the next day here oh, in Australia. That's true. It is the next day. Yeah, this gets very confusing. I was <laughs> wishing somebody in Australia happy birthday the other day, and I didn't know if it was a belated birthday or... <laughs> but yeah, so the long way away in a future far, far away. That's it. <laughs> so let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we'll jump into this. So Ronan Leonard teaches self-employed professionals how to better utilize their expertise by helping them to package up and sell the most valuable part of their knowledge. Creating a whole new revenue stream, Ronan has helped hundreds of business owners increase authority, profit, and expertise. Ronan loves seeing the results that mastermind groups have on his clients' business, but also the additional hidden benefits of an increase in both authority and time because they're delivering to groups of people. So again, Ronan, welcome. Thank you, Deb. Well, you know, let's, kind of, let's go back in time a little bit and tell us how it is that you decided that this is your passion in life, at least for now. Well, I previously ran an events business that I scaled from startup, sunk my life savings into it, mm-hmm. struggled to figure it all out. Like everybody, you know, there are, there's no seven steps and mm-hmm. there's no simple magic formula, despite what the marketers tell you. Mm-hmm. And I reached a point where I was looking for the next thing because I'd taken it as far as I could, reached that kind of point where every single business has that bell curve. Mm-hmm. where you start out and it reaches that point. And unless you innovate, you, you, you kind of die. Right. So I joined this program about building a software as a service just because mm-hmm. I was looking to learn and to educate and is this the right next step for me? And as part of that, they had a mastermind. Mm-hmm. And it was the very first time when I didn't feel like I was struggling on my own or mm-hmm. I, had, I had a sounding board finally where other people had the same problems, fears, doubts, mm-hmm. and things that I had. And previously, I'd never had a coach or a, or a mentor. Mm-hmm. So my poor wife was the one that I'd go home at the end of the day when you've mm-hmm. got staff and everything. She was the only sounding board. So it was the first time ever that I'd had that group of other people mm-hmm. that admitted they hadn't figured it out, that were struggling, that would open up, and you create that tight-knit community. So mm-hmm. it was this light bulb moment for me. I thought, this, this is amazing. So it took me, uh, I don't like to rush into things. It took me a good six months to to really figure out, um, is this worth pursuing? Mm-hmm. Is this a good idea? 
am I a good fit for it? So I, I went through my, my why and my purpose and like everybody, the vast majority of people I know in business are not in it just to make money. That's the right. kind of side issue. Some mm-hmm. people are that, you know, they'll do anything. And but it's nice too. But... <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, we've got to pay the bills. Absolutely. And have an impact. But it, it, if it's your sole driving factor, then you're not going to enjoy it and it's mm-hmm. not going to be um, a great experience. Mm-hmm. We're there to help other people. That's what, that's what we do as business. So it really had to fit into a why, why am I doing this mm-hmm. and tick off all those boxes because it's a struggle. As we know, it's hard. It's, mm-hmm. it's not easy. There are, th- there are times when you want to give up. There are times when you're outside your comfort zone mm-hmm. and, and being dialed into the real reason you're doing this helps you get over that, helps you get to you know, public speaking or mm-hmm. coming on a podcast for the first time. And I had sweaty palms, my first podcast, as you probably did, Deb. Mm-hmm. So I took I took that time to really understand, is this the right thing for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why I got into it. And the answer was yes. And then I just went down this rabbit hole of getting, uh, I, don't, I don't call it um, a passion about it. I call it obsessed where you just, mm-hmm. you just want to know more and more and mm-hmm. you get excited about learning new things. So nice. that's how I got into Mastermind. Mm-hmm. And so you started this business called eCountability. Um, so tell us a little bit more about that. Well, it's based on the word accountability. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that everybody needs, but nobody wants to pay for. Right. So you kind of wrap it up in something else. Because right? mm-hmm. uh, what happens is that most people that start their own small business are normally good at, at one particular thing. They, they might be a good technician, mm-hmm. might have these really good sort of subject matter experts. And then they go from being in a corporate world environment where the work's been fed to them or there are certain parts of the business that they're not comfortable with uh, and then when you go into your own, you've actually got to master all of them. Mm-hmm. So what you really have to do is, uh, as a technical expert, you have to be a better businessman. So mm-hmm. the best carpenter doesn't run the best business. The best right. business owner who's a carpenter does. Mm-hmm. And it's a subtle but um, huge difference between mm-hmm. the two. Because if you don't master or at least know enough about the other things to outsource to other people, you're never going to really grow your business and have the all your expertise is going to be discounted or isn't really going to have that big impact. Mm-hmm. So it's about that, that idea that you can um, create that accountability with other people in a group, which either be in a mastermind or lead one mm-hmm. and get people to, I call it context over content mm-hmm. because we are drowning in information at the moment. Right? If you, if you look on public transport, everybody's on their phone. If you go to a restaurant, mm-hmm. I have my anniversary this weekend. We went out to a really nice restaurant and we asked to get moved because the table next to us, there was five people and all five of them were on their phone oh. almost the whole time. Oh. And this is a very nice, you know, mm-hmm. dimly lit, beautiful mm-hmm. restaurant. Mm-hmm. So we have all this information, but we don't have context. Mm-hmm. So people consume this information and they go, I don't understand how that applies mm-hmm. to me. So being in a tight-knit mastermind group allows you to explore the the things you don't know, mm-hmm. uh, the, I call it the unknowing economy. So we've mm-hmm. moved from the knowing economy to the unknowing and allows people to ask questions that they might be afraid to. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like dumb because I don't know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also because you're harnessing the group mentality of the mm-hmm. mastermind, you've got other people's insights, experience and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Now, this can go two ways. Some people might say, well, you just get more, um, you just get the herd mentality. No, not really. You get people that, allow you to see things you haven't seen, mm. to question your assumptions mm. and to potentially come up with a better idea mm-hmm. than you thought of on your own. 
And it doesn't always have to be the mastermind leader. This is the beauty of what I love about mastermind. Mm-hmm. I don't care where the best idea comes from. I've let go of my ego to say, mm-hmm. well, I, I, okay, I'm facilitating, I'm running this mastermind. I really don't care where that learning comes from. And just like you and I were talking before we came on online, Deb, is that the facilitator and the leader of a mastermind gets to improve as well because Mm -hmm. they get new insights, they get fresh understanding, they get fresh learning that they didn't have before. So if you're a subject matter expert, running a mastermind gives you almost free free learning from Mm -hmm. even from your students as you're teaching them. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and you mentioned something in there that that I think is one of the the key things is that you know when we're in business for ourselves, we are very much alone, and so you know in in many cases, especially when we're just starting out, and we are expected to know everything. You know, we and and we can't. I mean, there's just absolutely no way, even to know you know the basics about business. You know, I can't do my own taxes. Um, yeah. You know, I don't want to try and and draft a contract. You know, I I can tinker with my website, but when I break it, I have to call in the expert. Um, you know, and and I think that is one of the hardest things for someone in business is first to admit. That, that they don't know everything. And then second, to ask for that help. And, and that w- is what I love about the concept of a mastermind group. Yeah, you're, you're so right. I, I, I was writing about this just even last week. The mm-hmm. level of complexity in business has dramatically escalated. Mm-hmm. So 20 years ago, a, a, a website was a, oh, that would be nice to have. Mm-hmm. Now not only is a website must have, but mm-hmm. add on top of that, uh, SEO, right. Google AdWords, um, Facebook advertising, mm-hmm. then you've got to look at the, the design of it, the, mm-hmm. the UI and the UX, and then you possibly need a social media manager. And then finally, if that's not all enough, you might have someone that's a conversion rate expert that says, okay, you're getting all this traffic to your site, mm-hmm. but it's not converting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a copywriter as well. So you've gone from throwing up a website 15, 20 years ago mm-hmm. to having seven, maybe 10 professionals mm-hmm. that, that specialize just in one aspect of mm-hmm. that website. So it's impossible to be across all of those. But with that um, expertise, becomes, it also becomes an opportunity to, to niche down, mm-hmm. to, to be an expert in one kind of area rather than being a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. And this is where the mastermind comes in, is that you get to, to lead a tight-knit group. You've got this expertise that you've spent um, sometimes years building up, although I'm seeing more and more people kind of skip that um, younger generation going, I'm not going to wait 20, 15, 20 years right. before I'm mm-hmm. an expert. I'm just going to lump into it. And I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm two, three years ahead of the people. I'm going to run a mastermind. Mm-hmm. But the, the point is that you have that expertise and you can lead other people and teach other people mm-hmm. just because you give them that context over content. Mm-hmm. And yes, that ability to say, okay, I haven't got all this all figured mm-hmm. out. Let me, let me work with a group of people. Um, because there's two types of masterminds. There's a there's an outcome-based one where you say mm-hmm. at the end of this period, you will know this. Mm-hmm. Or there's an ongoing one which is, okay, you've got general business problems, join this community, mm-hmm. keep asking questions, keep learning, keep growing, uh, because that subject matter expert or that community is either so complex or there's so much knowledge, they can't lead it in that short period of mm-hmm. time. Right. So either of those will give you that support, either a short fix to say, at the end of this, I will know how to be a public speaker or I will know how to, to code uh, in a certain language, whatever it is, that short one, mm-hmm. and then or, the, or a longer one where you're, it's ongoing because the reality is our education, as you know, Deb, is always ongoing. We always need to be learning. Mm-hmm. Right. 
You know, and it was interesting when I was looking through the materials on your website, I had thought I had been in mastermind groups before, and it was pretty clear that it really wasn't a mastermind group. Um, sometimes it turned into just a social group, and you know, and that's okay. You know, <laughs> we, we need that. Or it was a small networking group, you know, and, and so that was more what we were concerned about. And so define for us really what a mastermind, especially, you know, the, let's kind of put aside the one that is to learn something specific and then you're done. So let's talk about the, the, the long-term type of, of mastermind group. D- define for us what that means. Well, look, everyone's going to have their own opinion on it. The, the phrase came from Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, which is nearly 90 years old, mm-hmm. and it's still relevant today. Mm-hmm. His definition was when two or more minds come together, they create this third super mind mm-hmm. to set the better ideas than mm-hmm. just one person on their own. Uh, for me, a mastermind is, is that group of, of people that you get to know, like, and trust. You get to open mm-hmm. up and you get to just talk about the, the stuff that you haven't figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to present this. You don't go to have to go to a network event and go, yeah, how's business? Oh, yeah, it's going great. Um, right. Because we've all got, we've all got mm-hmm. challenges, struggles, and, and things that we want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if we haven't, we've got no ambition and, and our business is stagnating and dying. Mm-hmm. So the idea of a mastermind is to go into a group where you are tackling some of the things you don't know, you're working on your problems, and you're making these commitments that you're going to do something and the following week or whenever they, you meet again, you'll come back and say, oh, yeah, I completed that. Mm-hmm. Or if you didn't, you need a good reason why not. So there's mm-hmm. there's that inbuilt, inbuilt accountability. Right. Because I know so many people that want to start a mastermind group, but then they go, oh, yeah, I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, too busy doing um, probably mm-hmm. less mm-hmm. important work, mm-hmm. um, less fulfilling work, and less profitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, because masterminds done right are, are a way to go from one to one to one to many. Right. So it's it's the old adage of, um, was it Abraham Lincoln said, he chopped down a tree, I'll spend the first four hours sharpening the saw. Mm-hmm. So this ability to say, okay, well, I know this is really important. I know the long-term benefits are far going to outweigh me working on what I'm currently working, mm-hmm. but I, I just don't have the time. Right. And it's that commitment of the accountability to say, okay, each week I show up, I've mm-hmm. talked about what I'm going to do, and then I actually get it done because mm-hmm. not only do I want to let myself down, I don't want to let other people down. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's yeah, it's building, it's building some systems in place that you are growing, you're improving, mm-hmm. you're actioning things instead of just, as you said, sort of having a nice sort of social chat or, or networking. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, as I said, you know, the groups that I thought were masterminds really weren't. And the big thing that was missing was the accountability. Um, you know, we we paid to belong, and we'll talk about that in a, in a second. But, you know, so we paid, um, and, you know, so there, and, and it was not inexpensive. So, you know, that was one of the things. It was it was more than, you know, sometimes some chambers, you know. And, and so there was, I mean, there was, the, so you kind of had some skin in the game, so to speak. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't have accountability. It wasn't, you know, we, we, we kind of did. You know, we would say, oh, you know, I want to make, it. We, we would set goals maybe is, is more what we did. So we're, we'd set a goal that by X date we would be doing X. Did we report back on that? No. If, you know, did we, did we even give status reports on that? No. You know, and, and so that was the problem. We said, you know, I, you know, I will make 20 sales calls in the next 30 days, for example. Yeah. 
And then we never, ever reported back as to if we had, not only if we'd made those 20 calls, but the results of those 20 calls. Um, you know, and, and so I think that really was the, the big thing, that, that we were just totally missing the accountability part. It was not um, a, an attendance required t- type of thing. And that's always really funny because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of one of those where, you know, I'm, I'm busy. What if something comes up? You know, and, and, um, and, and so that just meant I didn't make it a priority. Um, yeah. You know, and, and a true mastermind really should be a priority. You know, granted, there are times sometimes where you might have to miss. But, you know, if you, if you were looking for an excuse to miss, then that was really what the problem was. Um, but, you know, and, and, and it really did, as I said, just evolve into a social get-together. We got together every couple of weeks. Somebody bought donuts. And, you know, and we talked about a business topic. Now, that was one of the interesting things. Each person had to give a presentation throughout the, the year and, you know, dependent on how many times we met, you know, as, as to, and, and the size of the group as to how many times you presented. So we did have the educational aspects, but, you know, even at that, it was like, you know, <laughs> it's pretty I'm, expensive. I'm, yeah. yeah. You know, it was, yeah. it was sometimes more busy work than anything. And, and so, as I said, it really wasn't a mastermind group. Yeah, it's, the words, the, the phrase working smarter, not harder gets bandied around mm-hmm. all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, you got to work smarter, you got to work harder, rather mm-hmm. harder. Uh, but it, it takes a certain sort of either person to sit down and define, okay, what does that mean to me? Mm-hmm. How do I boil that down into something that, that's actionable, that's usable, mm-hmm. that works for, for me? Mm-hmm. And for some people, it might be less social media. For others, mm-hmm. as you said, you know, 20 sales calls, um, Three sales calls, if you know your conversion rate, or, okay, one in, one in five are going to convert, great, that's four mm-hmm. new clients at the end of the month. Surely that is far more of a priority than you mm-hmm. um, going on, on social media and, and posting this stuff thinking that maybe somebody's right. going to buy from that mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. actually knowing that the sales calls work. So, yeah, getting some of that tough love and, mm-hmm. and helping uh, other people to achieve what they want mm-hmm. is a powerful, really powerful skill. And yeah, the, obviously, clearly, your mastermind leader uh, just didn't have that that missing accountability and structure in place to say, mm-hmm. "I want you to succeed. I really do." So I'm going to give you a bit of tough love. Mm-hmm. So I go into it's like pretty much what you've told me. It's like mm-hmm. going to the gym saying, "I want to lose lose ten pounds," mm-hmm. and then you never weigh yourself at the start, right. and you don't turn up to half the sessions. Mm-hmm. And the gym instructors sat there going, "Well, I've got their money anyway. That's all right." Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. We don't care if they show up. That's great. Um, yeah. You know, and. And we, we always had a leader, and we had the leader who was a leader for a year. I'm not sure it was always the best choice. You know, that's, that's always a, a fun thing. And, and we did have rules, um, you know, and, and some of the rules were things like, you know, we, this is not a place that we're going to be discussing politics. <laughs> you yeah. know? And, you know, and, and, and then, as, you know, it was also a networking thing. You know, we were encouraged to, uh, you know, refer business to the other members of the group, you know, whether it was that we were giving a referral or actually using them ourselves. Uh, it was great when I first moved to Atlanta. That was one of the groups that I got tied into. So this is where I got my insurance. It's where I got my uh, alarm system. It's where I got, you know, all sorts of things that, you know, it really was perfect. But, you know, that was, that was as far as it went um, because it, it, you know, I and I think we had set it up as, maybe a hybrid of a networking group and a mastermind group. And I think that was what our problem was. 
yeah, neither one or the other. Yeah, I've been to BNI and that's great for, for certain mm-hmm. people and and that's what you want, but the pressure mm-hmm. is on then to refer people, uh, mm-hmm. which you don't really want in a mastermind. You want right. to be able to really open up and mm-hmm. say, uh, in, in those type of masterminds, I'm really struggling with this, I've got a problem with that, mm-hmm. my, my numbers aren't what, what I was kind of anticipating, not quite sure what to do. Mm-hmm. And that vulnerability um, you know, you all want to be in that safe space. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, you don't want to be saying, well, do you want to buy from me or I need a, I need a client? That kind mm-hmm. of happens organically. Right. Yeah. That's the, if you're, if you're saying, gee, I'm having difficulty, then people aren't going to want to buy from you. Yeah, exactly. So you've got to put on a, a, a fake persona mm-hmm. or you, you don't really truly kind of, kind mm-hmm. of open up. Uh, but the uh, the idea that the, the, the mastermind there is that done right the collective of the group mm-hmm. um, the high level masterminds people are partly playing to have access to those other people because they're at the point where they're not struggling for their their next customer or their mm-hmm. next customer they're thinking um, JV opportunities mm-hmm. um, who does he know that can connect me to someone right. that um, can open mm-hmm. up a new market to me they're, they're thinking on a different level so there mm-hmm. is that. There is the power in the group mm-hmm. well beyond just the expertise. Mm-hmm. It's their network mm-hmm. and, and working on that. But, but again, you've got to build up that trust and, mm-hmm. and, and that happens. That doesn't happen overnight. And, right. I, and to me, you know, a single referral, I, again, we talk about working smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Most people go to networking events and go, uh, can I find one customer to buy mm-hmm. from me? Right. I go, maybe I can meet someone that I can introduce somebody else mm-hmm. or potentially we could collaborate on something so that um, maybe the, the two of us find 10 customers. or mm-hmm. So that, that idea of, of leverage and, and the power of, of working smarter, not harder, is always at the front of my mind rather mm-hmm. than me just going to network event going, can I find just one customer going to buy right. from me? Right. Well, you know, through your business, you, you have mastermind groups, um, you know, and, and it looks like you've got kind of a, you know, quite a variety of them. But you also show people how to start their own mastermind groups. Um, so talk to us first about how people would participate in your mastermind groups. Well, the idea is that most people, the subject matter experts, once they've set their business up and they're doing that, they kind of reach this point where they, especially um, solopreneurs and, and small business owners that are in the sort of service professional, it can get quite exhausting chasing new clients. Mm-hmm. So you do the work for them and then they're gone. Right. And eventually you reach this burnout point where you go, this is exhausting, one-to-one. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm teaching the same things again and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting great results, but um, there's no ability to have a bigger impact to create that leverage or to, to really scale it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, the phrase that's a little bit derogatory is trading time for money. Right? Mm-hmm. So we all are in some form mm-hmm. or another, but it's that ability to say, look, I'm really good at what I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, sometimes the, the expertise is more valuable to teach other people that want that shortcut, that don't mm-hmm. want to spend the next five, 10 years learning what they know, and they, mm-hmm. can, they can bypass a lot of that and, and learn, okay, this works really well. If you tried mm-hmm. this, try that, and, and breaking it down almost reverse engineering their expertise and their mm-hmm. secret source and their magic and teaching other people. Now, for some people, that's a little bit confrontational. What they'll say is, well, um, why would I teach my competitors? Why mm-hmm. would I teach my expertise to other people? Right. Uh, so first off, these people are going to come into the market anyway. Every market is is growing. The mm-hmm. second you're an expert at someone, you've figured something out. You know, you're going to look at Uber. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Uber figured something out that the taxi drivers didn't. And then now there's four or five different ride-sharing mm-hmm. apps. They're going to come in regardless. Right. So you're in, your, you're in your niche and you're in your industry and you're really good at what you do. You have two options. One is to say, well, um, I'm going to hold back the tide and I'm just going to continue to do what I do and, and, and everyone else is a competitor. Or you say, well, they're coming in anyway. Growth mindset says, oh, I can make money for them. I can teach them the right way. Mm-hmm. And also then I am automatically become an authority because mm-hmm. I'm teaching what I know. Right. So it has so many benefits mm-hmm. to say, let's look at what I do, my expertise, and let's see if I can package that up and other people want to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Right. And that idea that, yeah, you can become that leader in that industry and, and teach what you know mm-hmm. and pass it on to others. Right. So, you know, the, the, the mastermind groups that we're talking about in that would be an industry-specific type of mastermind. So all marketing people or all salespeople or, you know, all, you know, all something that is, is all the same thing as opposed to one of this and one of this and one of this and one of this. Yes, if you've got lots of business acumen and you've you you know how to grow kind of any business, mm-hmm. then yes, you can run that general mastermind. Mm-hmm. I'm a coach, or I'm a uh, I'm somebody that that knows business process mm-hmm. and and ideas around that, and you can join those dots. Then then you run that general mastermind. It doesn't matter whether somebody comes in who is a, as you said, a copywriter mm-hmm. or even a, a, a tradesperson, mm-hmm. um, any of those skills. But there is, as we talked about earlier, about the fact that people are getting more and more specialized now, then you want to learn that specialized skill uh, because that's your, your, your niche or your mm-hmm. industry. And therefore, teaching people within that industry has that, that enormous benefit mm-hmm. that you, as I said, you, you package up your 5, 10, 15 years experience and you give that short pick, shortcut to people that are just coming into the industry mm-hmm. that want to learn from you and, and want to pick your brains and, and give you, as I said, that context over content. Uh, because sure, you can probably read a blog post about it, you probably um, watch a video to, to, to certain things, but then people really get stuck and go, how does that apply to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't quite understand this bit. Right. Or I tried that, didn't work. And that ability of someone that's got 5, 10, 15 years experience mm-hmm. to go, oh, yes, well, what you need to do is this, or have you thought mm-hmm. of that? And and to, to just turn that that, that content into mm-hmm. to context for them so that they apply that learning and they get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah, those the small industry-specific uh, masterminds are popping up all mm-hmm. over the place now. It's just becoming this this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I almost think it's like Bitcoin. There were people mm-hmm. who would go in three or four years' time going, man, I wish I'd, at the time, I wish I got mm-hmm. into Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And people will say about masterminds, you know, mm-hmm. I've got all this expertise. Mm-hmm. Why am I not teaching groups of this to, to right. people and, and packaging right. it up? You know, and, and I understand that some people are thinking, you know, that's my competitors. But I, you know, I, I'm one of those people that thinks there is more than enough to go around. You know, maybe it's, you know, the, a, a theory of abundance or, you know, who knows, or, you know, if there's a, a real name for it. But, you know, it's, it, I, I do believe in helping and learning from people in my industry. I think, you know, that's, that's a great way to, to do that. Sometimes it's just reinforcing what I already knew. And so then you're like, oh, hey, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, I remember uh, one time not long ago, I contacted someone and asked them to be a guest on, on this program and didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything. And so I sent another note. And, you know, and, and it was funny because that time I actually got a reply and I got a rather rude reply. Right. And, and the person said that he had gone to my LinkedIn account 
And we did the exact same thing. See, and that's the thing, because none of us do the exact same thing. So that was what immediately put me off. He said, we do the exact same thing. And so he didn't appreciate that I was going to pick his brain. Right. And I thought, okay, you know, let's, let's take the high road and, and respond. And so I responded and I said, you know, while we both might be in the same industry, I'm, I'm very certain that we do things very differently. Um, and so we appeal to, to different types of people. And I said, I just thought you would appreciate the opportunity. And then I guess I got a little snarky because I said, you know, <laughs> I, I, I just thought you would appreciate the opportunity to, you know, to reach a bigger audience. And then, of course, never heard from him again. But, um, you know, it, it's, that's the same thing in, in like the mastermind. You know, the, yeah, you might be in the same industry, but you can always learn from someone and, or, you know, get reinforced that what you were doing was right or more importantly, teach someone, um, you know, and, and because I think that is, uh, you know, if, if we get so focused on this is what I do and I am not going to share that knowledge then, you know, I, I don't know. I guess it's just, it's counterintuitive to me. Um, you know, and, and you mentioned it was when I was reading some of your materials, you mentioned your, I believe it's your in-laws who had this fabulous business, never passed on that knowledge. And, you know, and, and then it, it's, it has gone, you know, and, and, and we see that so many times where we all think, wow, if we'd only had a chance to talk to X to find out more about what they did, um, you know, and, and I mean, there's, you know, things on Facebook that go around all the time. If you had the opportunity to have dinner with one person, who would it be? <laughs> Just think if you could have a mastermind group of that same thing. You know, if you could, if you could have whoever in your group, who would it be? Um, and I'd pick people to do the exact same thing because that's going to be where I'm going to learn the most. Yeah, the, the world is changing at a far bigger mm -hmm. pace than, than ever before. So if you think you're the subject matter expert, even within your, your niche and mm -hmm. you've read all the books and you've done it for so long, the world keeps changing. So right. to stay relevant, mm -hmm. learning from people that have a different perspective from mm -hmm. you, that you are teaching, that you, by osmosis, you learn something you didn't mm -hmm. know, that, that things are changing. And for example, let's just use use masterminds, right? Mm -hmm. So the subject matter expert sits there and thinks, I've got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. um, I do one-on-one. -on -one. I have done for the last decade, not knowing that now there is the opportunity to go one-to-many and they've never mm -hmm. heard of a mastermind. Right. They go, well, okay, I missed that. So mm -hmm. how many opportunities do you mm -hmm. miss? How many mm -hmm. um, things are you not picking up on? Because you're really not investing in yourself as much as anything. Right. This right. ability to teach other people mm -hmm. allows you, again, we talked about this off-air, that you learn from your guests mm -hmm. just by interviewing them mm -hmm. right? because you learn fascinating insights and things you didn't know. And it's the same thing even when you run a mastermind. You'll learn even from your students. Mm -hmm. They'll teach you things you didn't know, the latest trends. I had this question. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard of that before. Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought of that. hadn't thought of it in that way. So you, it's, the world is always changing right. and at a faster rate than ever. So mm -hmm. your ability to stay relevant and up-to-date mm -hmm. and get paid for it mm -hmm. Is is a is a mastermind. Mm -hmm. So right. not only do you not only do you stay relevant, not only do you continue to be curious about your industry and, and pick up all those things, mm -hmm. but at the same time you're getting paid for that. Mm -hmm. Now, isn't that for some people a dream job, right? That sounds like a pretty cool thing. <laughs> so, exactly. so 
the concept that you have is that we start our own mastermind group. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, I was looking at a, a blog post and there are people who join groups and people who start groups, um, you know, and, and of course then we can be both. Um, but, but, you know, so let's talk about it because I think, you know, hopefully by now we have convinced everyone that masterminds are a good thing. Um, so they might be able to find one that, that serves their purpose. They could go to your website. You've got some great ones there. But maybe the best thing is to start your own. So let's really think about this, you know, and, and talk to us about, you know, how we go about starting our own, our own mastermind group. So are there some basic things that we have to even just start thinking about? Yeah, the key criteria is to, to think about what do people uh, always want to pick your brains about? Okay. What great results do you get? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're the two sort of key ones, and and then start to look for just this this idea that there are people that uh, are interested in in that space mm-hmm. and, and want to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a subtle difference. One of the, one of the key things that that, that, I, that I teach in the process, we call it an inverted classroom or a flipped classroom. Mm-hmm. So provide the content, and then people come in and, and, and <coughs> apply that context. Oh, okay. The very, very first pre-mastermind module is to go out and to find out what your audience or your niche really want. Mm-hmm. So, and then the key thing I say is that you want to teach what people want to learn, not what mm-hmm. you want to teach. Mm-hmm. So what happens with sometimes subject matter experts, probably myself included to a certain point, is that you go, oh, I've got this information here it is. Let me dump it out. And yes. this is what I want to find out that your audience are asking different questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, that's not what I want to know. I want to know this, this. Okay, great. Let me teach, let me teach you that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just double checking that there's a big enough pain point. There's mm-hmm. a big enough need for it. And as I said, by doing that, you teach what people want to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that, that small, but huge difference mm-hmm. because it is exactly the same as, lean startups uh we've all done it myself included you start a new business you've got this oh, I've got this great idea it's amazing it's amazing and then you plow all your time effort and money into it only to realize that that nobody wants it mm-hmm. and what most people tend to do is they all talk about henry ford quote is that henry ford said if i wanted if i asked people what they want they wanted faster horses mm-hmm. right so that's that's fine. His was a disruption model, right? Nobody really knew about cars, right. so it's a huge disruption model. So mm-hmm. that works with disruption model. But if you're building something that is already based on an existing business, an existing idea, mm-hmm. then you've really got to test the market first because otherwise you end up building something and it's rabbit hole people that don't want. Mm-hmm. So the quicker you can get that validation of, of asking a couple of people, you know, would you pay for this? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this valuable to you? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Well, why is it? What do you want to learn? What's your biggest problem? Mm-hmm. The, the, the quicker you can get that market fit for what people actually mm-hmm. want. So that's the core thing with, that we teach them. Even if you've got 10, 15 years experience, mm-hmm. just, just back up a second and let's just double check that this really is what people want. And, mm-hmm. and give them what they want rather than say what you want to, want to teach them. And that just ensures that they hit the ground running because the, the people that I, that I get through these masterminds are already successful business owners. Mm-hmm. So they've already got customers. They've already got some kind of brand reputation and values. Mm-hmm. They've already got people coming in. So it's a very small shift to go from, okay, I can still continue to do what I do, but I can then also teach as well. Mm-hmm. And my audience might be, okay, 100 people a year might buy my, my, my one-on-one service, but maybe only 10 or 15 will buy 
my one-to-many service. Mm-hmm. And that's still okay because you're using that same 100 people and they're going to buy either or. So you're almost marketing to your existing customer base, mm-hmm. which again makes the, the leap from, from doing one-to-one to one-to-many mm-hmm. so small. Right. It just requires you to, to start in, the, in that process. Mm-hmm. So is it best to have an industry-specific mastermind group where say everybody is social media um, or they're all want to talk about you know and, and learn about LinkedIn or marketing or, or whatever it is so is industry specific kind of the best way to do this uh, yes and no <laughs> uh, <laughs> see I knew you were gonna say that yeah if well, I talked about earlier those 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 outcome based and time-based ones mm-hmm. they they work really well for yes mm-hmm. if you want to know how to, to to get really good at LinkedIn then we all want to be there together and mm-hmm. do that. If you want to learn a specific industry skill, mm-hmm. then that works. You're in a mastermind where different diverse groups of people. That also really helps with diversity of thought, that you mm-hmm. don't have all social media people mm-hmm. um, talking the same language, uh, talking about the same stuff, reading mm-hmm. the same books, and therefore they end up with this kind of groupthink. Uh, but so... So if you want to mastermind around growing your business, then that diversity of thought really helps. You mm-hmm. might have someone from e-commerce, you might have a marketer, you might have somebody who's a coach. Mm-hmm. So you might have that diversity of thought. They've all got their own kind of individual goals around growth mm-hmm. and, and improvement and ideas, but they're picking up that really nuanced ideas from people all over the world. And because mm-hmm. with the world is now really flat compared to what it used to be, you have this opportunity to run a mastermind globally. Mm-hmm. So you could have somebody from, you know, the US and, and Australia are different. Right. Americans are more gung-ho. Australians are a bit more reserved. I need to think about that. I'm not really sure. So, <laughs> uh, and, and the industries change as well within, mm-hmm. within that. So having that ability to get people mm-hmm. from all over the world into a mastermind really allows you to, to, to work out, okay, this is happening in this space, mm-hmm. but not in ours. Why isn't it? That's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So you really do have that, um, that picking those, those brains and creating, mm-hmm. as Napoleon Hill, that, that supermind. Mm-hmm. But as I said, the, the, the subtle difference between the two is that for, for general business growth, um, diversity as much as possible. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn a specific tool or outcome or process, then you, you want industry-specific mm-hmm. people. Right. Yeah, it struck me as you were talking about the diversity group that it's almost and and you know and and I don't you know I've heard people talk about the fact that they have kind of a, a group of their that they consider to be almost a board of directors for their company. Um, so you know they have an accountant, they have an attorney, they have a marketing person. You know they have they have somebody from all the different fields, and then it is kind of like a, like your own board of directors. You know, you're going to manage that obviously very differently than a mastermind group. But in in some ways, it is the same thing. It's that is where maybe the group think is is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. If you if you specifically got those areas of expertise mm-hmm. and you you chunk them down, then then yes. Um, interesting enough, um, I believe accountants could do this really well mm. because. To me, accountants are being disrupted. We're all being disrupted, mm-hmm. but accountants more than more than others. With the likes of, of Zero and the, the software coming in AI, mm-hmm. a lot of their sort of basic work is being done. Right. But they have this network of of people that that really trust them. Right? Mm-hmm. Accountants are high 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 trust, mm-hmm. whereas most people that sell um, financial 
services, low, low trust, because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're selling on commission. So accountants right. have this unique opportunity where mm-hmm. they can say, let me create something like a board of directors mm-hmm. where you come in, I know your numbers, but mm-hmm. for the next 12 months, I'll, I'll, I'll plug you in with, I've got a guy who's social media, I've got a guy who's mm-hmm. a lawyer, and let's just make sure that your whole year is planned out mm-hmm. with this kind of board of directors. So it's not just the accountant, but he has access to all those people mm-hmm. and he runs those, those networks. Right. And, and anything like, there are now fractional CFOs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are people that used to be a CFO for one mm-hmm. company, and now they package up their services and right. they sell it to. Right, they're ten percent here, ten yeah, percent here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the idea that you could do that for for as a board of directors, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Why not? Right. So you know, now we've got the basic idea of what it is that we're looking for. I'm assuming that we actually need to create rules. You know, set expectations. Um, you know, and and because. Uh, you know, I'm, if, if somebody says, hey, do you want to be a part of this that we might meet on Thursdays? Maybe, you know, if it's too vague, I'm not going to want to be a part of it um, because, because more than, than, you know, likely I won't take it seriously. I'm like, yeah, right. Um, so, so is it important that there is a structure to it? Yeah, absolutely. You, you get what you tolerate and, and structure kind of sets us free. Mm-hmm. The, the, we're all afraid of the unknown. Right. Right? <laughs> Everybody in business, oh, I don't mm-hmm. know this, I don't know that until mm-hmm. you know. So we're afraid of the unknown. Mm-hmm. So having that structure and having the, the leader and the facilitator create what they want is, mm-hmm. is really important because you get what you tolerate. Mm-hmm. If you just say, yeah, yeah, turn up whenever, or if you just say, oh, it doesn't matter that you didn't mm-hmm. do that, then you're setting the tone from the outset, A, for people to fail, mm-hmm. and B, for people to not really... In, invest in that mm-hmm. so yeah not enough skin in the game and not enough uh, of a structure around exactly what um, the outcome should be and and what's accepted and what isn't mm-hmm. uh, and interestingly enough uh, even when i when i teach the master process i get people to create their own kind of manifesto what do they believe in what mm-hmm. are they looking for mm-hmm. what's their kind of core core values that they can mm-hmm. put into a, to a manifesto so for small business owners, they can live and breathe that. Mm-hmm. Um, big corporations have this have this great big you know mission statement that you know we know for the most part they never ever live right. up to. It's just on the wall somewhere, and that's yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just on the wall, and it's mm-hmm. it's like greenwashing. It's there for for the you can trot it out at press mm-hmm. conferences, but they don't live it. But small business owners have that unique opportunity mm-hmm. to really live their values, to really instill their values when they're teaching mm-hmm. the mastermind, and really say. This is what I believe in. Mm-hmm. It's here, down, here, down. Let me just spend some time to think about it, put it down on paper, mm-hmm. communicate that to everybody, and say, "This is what's accepted of you." Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, you get what you tolerate because if mm-hmm. you then just go, "Well, yeah, it doesn't really matter," um, you know, I know some masterminds where they go, "If you miss more than two, you're out." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not really in- so interested in your dollars. I'm interested in your commitment, right? Because for some people, you talked about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're paying for this group. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really working for you. And so mm-hmm. um, for some people, the money is really important. For mm-hmm. others, it's far more important to say, I just want people that are committed, that show mm-hmm. up, that are going to do the work, and that are going to lift up everybody mm-hmm. rather than just, just taking your money. Right. So you set your own expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and as much as I dislike the concept of required attendance, 
I do understand its importance, um, you know, and, and, and it, you know, it's, it's a matter of, you know, it's on your calendar. You know you don't schedule meetings around it. Um, again, you know, there are things that come up. If, if your big customer says, I need to talk to you on Thursday at 2, and that's normally when your mastermind group is, well, you know, you, you, you go and you talk to the, the big customer. Um, but if it's just, well, you know, good example. I'm part of a, a group that, that meets every, what is today, Tuesday at 2 o'clock. I slept through it today. I really did. I slept through it. Um, you know, and it's, it's a great group. I get a ton out of it. But, you know, for what, now, you know, granted, maybe I needed to nap. That might just be the, the thing. But, <laughs> you know, somehow there wasn't that commitment in there to, to do that. And, um, you know, but, it, it, which, you know, but, so that, you know, we, we do need to have that accountability, you know, back to that word of saying you have to be here. You know, you miss X number of times without a really good excuse and you're done. Um, you know, and, and, and sometimes it doesn't matter. You know, they could have paid $10,000. They'll still find a way to, to not be there. I mean, you know, so I think, I think it's kind of that combination. Do you pay for that group, Deb, the one you missed today? I do. You do? Okay. I do. You know, and, 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 but obviously not enough for me to have said, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to set an alarm and wake up. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and yeah, I mean, and, and I, I don't miss it all that often, um, you know, and, yeah. and so, but it's, you know, and it is, it's, it's a good group and I really enjoy it. But yeah, it was just like, um, oh, it's 2.30 and I slept through it. Um, but, but that does bring me to that question. Do we pay? You know, and, and is there a price point where people are going to ignore it or find something better that comes up? And, you know, the, the one that's, I, I made this financial commitment, I need to do this. Uh, look, absolutely, I believe we should pay because mm -hmm. we value what we pay for. Right. Uh, the second you say it's free, mm -hmm. uh, instantly people go, well, it's not a value. Yeah, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> Like all those, it's like all those webinars, you know, webinars used to be all the rage and then, mm -hmm. then most people know, well, it's free, but mm -hmm. I'm going to be sold to. Mm -hmm. So whenever you hear the word free, you do have to, to, to say, well, okay, well, it's at some stage. Um, Somewhere there's a sales pitch in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's other sales pitch. I mean, myself, I, I do have, so interesting enough, I do have a free section on, on my site for mm -hmm. um, some, some of the tools and some of the mm -hmm. techniques I teach in a mastermind. Right. Um, to be honest, and I can put the link in here, 90% of the people, because it's through Thinkific, mm -hmm. I, I see the percentage of people who complete mm -hmm. it, 90% of the people don't complete it. Mm -hmm. right? Right. They're, they're interested, they're excited, and, and it's even, mm -hmm. it's the same number with paid courses. People mm -hmm. buy paid courses these days mm -hmm. and they don't complete them mm -hmm. uh, because there's there's no one there to give them that context mm -hmm. over content. Right. Um, so, um, so even when you pay sometimes, people still don't, Mm -hmm. uh, either value it or, or complete it, mm -hmm. uh, and I think we're we're in this kind of society now where um, we throw away things, but I think we also throw away information. Mm -hmm. uh, to, to me personally, to spend a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars on a course and then not complete it um, offends my sensibilities mm -hmm. of, of of myself for going mm -hmm. well. How can I not not you know do the work and complete it? Mm -hmm. Whether I action it, whether it's the right thing for me, I, mm -hmm. I don't know. But but how can I not do that? Mm -hmm. uh, but so in answer to your question, yes, people uh, should charge because mm -hmm. people value what they pay for. Um, it's nice to be altruistic and go, 
I'd love to give back. I want to have this bigger impact. This is all free. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you lose that uh, ability for people to pay mm-hmm. uh, and to, to really value what, what people do. Right. Uh, the price point really is dependent on the value you're providing, the, the expertise you've got, the, your authority. Um, so it's all of those things. Price is a very, very rubbery and intangible thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Why does someone charge $5,000 and I charge $500? What seems like right. the same service? Right. Uh, and we cover this off in, in the program, actually, is, is how to sort of keep um, get your prices right at the mm-hmm. start. But then also one of the key things that um, I believe in is that if you're doing a really good job and people tell you all that, you keep putting your prices up until mm-hmm. someone starts to say, oh, actually, right. that's a bit when they When they say, ouch. Yeah, when they say, mm-hmm. ouch, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and people attach, the more they pay, the more they value something. Mm-hmm. So it's, if you, you can buy a $100,000 Porsche, you absolutely love it. Right. If you buy a $1,000 Honda, you go, mm-hmm. nah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's okay if it gets yeah. dinged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I paid this much for the Porsche. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. It's mm-hmm. my pride and joy. So, Attaching that that mm-hmm. dollar value to something mm-hmm. and giving them that, that intrinsic value to it is is, is a little bit nebulous, mm-hmm. but yeah, you just got to work out your, your pricing points. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and you know that that group that I mentioned that you know evolved into the social group, and then then we eventually disbanded. You know, it, like I said, we it was several hundred dollars a year. You know, and and for a small business owner, I mean, that was that was kind of a chunk of change. But then, yeah. of course, it was what happens with that money. You know, and, and, and so we, and, and, you know, we built it into the, the structure of the organization. There was a small fee that we had to pay where we were meeting, um, you know, and, and so, you know, that was, was obviously included in that, but then we did scholarships and, you know, and, and so that was a great way that we, you know, that we really felt that we could give back. And so it was scholarships and donations to nonprofit organizations. Um, And, you know, and and it was, that was, it was funny, you know, people might not attend, might not attend, but when we went to give out the checks, people were always there, Um, you know, and, and so that was, that was always fun. But, you know, that way we weren't just putting the money in an account somewhere, you know, and, and people really felt good about the fact that we funded various things, um, you know, and, and so, you know, for people that are thinking, well, you know, you know, what about the money now, granted, you know, you might be doing these masterminds as part of your business, therefore it's revenue, um, you know, and, and so that's very different, but, but yeah, if it's, you know, if it's a group that you're just kind of, you know, managing you know, scholarships and donations might be a way to, to give back to the community. Yeah, absolutely. I'm part of LinkedIn Local here in Melbourne mm-hmm. and and all the money that we raise from there, there's six of us on the committee and we mm-hmm. don't make any money for that, but we mm-hmm. organise it and so that all goes to charity. Mm-hmm. It ties back into earlier when I was talking about manifesto, but also your why and, and your mission and mm-hmm. your purpose. Right. So people who uh, have a certain level of business success uh, are often looking not just for more mm-hmm. money, they're looking for for a bigger impact right. and, and a mastermind is a way to do that is to have that bigger impact mm-hmm. is to, to lead other people mm-hmm. is, to, teach, is to, to grow people is to create community mm-hmm. tribe whatever you want to call it and have that bigger impact mm-hmm. rather than just saying uh, as you said you talked about that person with the fixed mindset that just went okay you're my competitor you know i'm not gonna get on your show mm-hmm. whereas a lot of other people really um, understand when they're in the industry and their expertise they're kind of looking for that next step. What's mm-hmm. my bigger purpose? Right. What's my impact that I want to have? And that's paying it for, that's teaching other people. Mm-hmm. That might be, as you said, partly a, a profit 
uh, a charity donation. Um, I, I had the same thing where one in six people come through our masterminds. I wanted to have them from a social enterprise to, mm. to pay it forward, to share mm -hmm. that knowledge. Mm -hmm. So this idea that you can create a community around your expertise, uh, helping other people, getting paid for it, but then also adding some kind of um, altruistic mm -hmm. or, or social enterprise to it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's right. a great idea. Right. Okay, so we've got this great idea. You know, we, we know what we're going to do. How do we find people to be part of our mastermind group? Well, as I said, for, for most people that are already in business, it's it's such a small leap to go, I, I you know, I've got a website, I've got my network. One of the things I talk about is this this idea that it's symbolic capital. Mm -hmm. You heard of this. So there's capital you can spend. There's money in the bank. I've got shares. Mm -hmm. I've got property. I can see that. I can touch that. I can cash that out. And then you've got symbolic capital, which is your your network, your experience, your intellectual property, your um, expertise, all of those things. And can you turn that into to real money? Well, for the people that have invested in time and relationships and, and have great customers, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You go back to your existing customers and say, hey, we did this before, but I'm now offering this service where I go deeper into something else. Are you mm -hmm. interested? Yeah, I'd love to be part of that. Mm -hmm. That's new. It's exciting. That's great. Mm -hmm. So this idea that you can turn this symbolic capital, which sounds a bit woo-woo, into real dollars is absolutely true. Because you've mm -hmm. only just got to Google your if you Google your niche and the word mastermind, you'll probably find that there's already something doing that. Mm. That's not to say that no one else will do that because right. there's not going to be just one restaurant. You mm -hmm. go down to your, your local high street, there's mm -hmm. not just one restaurant. And the, the next restaurant owner says, oh, there's already one. I'm gonna, not going to mm -hmm. do it. You've got different perspectives. You've got mm -hmm. different ideas. Uh, and it's a global market, so you have mm -hmm. an opportunity to do that. But, right. yeah, in answer to your question, uh, absolutely, there is that very easy leap from being mm -hmm. subject matter expert to be a mastermind leader. Mm -hmm. Is there a good group size? You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm assuming that, you know, even with just, you know, a very small number, you can accomplish a lot, but is there too many people? Yeah, it's a good question. I recommend around about six to eight people for the, okay. for the online ones, just because you want people to be heard, understood. You mm -hmm. want to hear from everybody in that group and they've all got different sort of questions. So that's fine. The bigger ones, it tends to be more educational when you get up mm -hmm. to sort of online and you right. go to a meeting or Zoom. That tends to be more delivering content, uh, which then doesn't really border on a mastermind. Mm -hmm. If there's 30 people, that's 30 a people training question. <laughs> yeah. so to, to me, there's bigger groups mm -hmm. that's delivering content. Mm -hmm. That's not a mastermind where mm -hmm. the participants get to say, well, what about this? Or I've mm -hmm. got this. And, and where do they even get a chance to then have that accountability and say, mm -hmm. this is what I did this week? You can't have 30 people or 40 people saying, oh, this week I worked on this, this week I got stuck on that. So mm -hmm. I, I think those bigger groups lack accountability and, and they then become, mm -hmm. um, this is me delivering content to you. Right. Right. Or it turns into more of the networking group where you're just going around and you know, giving your, your little spiel, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you, you struggle to create those deep bonds with mm -hmm. such a big group of people. Right, right. Well, we've only got a couple minutes left. And, and so, you know, what, what are some other things that we need to think about if we're going to form our own mastermind groups? Uh, I think you've covered off most of them. You've done a great job. It really is um, 
do I have something of, of value that other people want? Mm -hmm. And am I interested in creating some kind of bigger impact or, or legacy? Mm -hmm. So they're the kind of two things I, I look for my key avatar, my, the person that I think is most likely to, to lead a mastermind, because mm -hmm. it's not for everybody. You have to be willing to kind of step up, become a bit mm -hmm. of a leader. But the, 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 uh, the value and the, the reward for it, for, for stepping outside your comfort zone and saying, look, I'll become this leader mm -hmm. is, is, is huge. It's the ability to, to become an expert in your authority mm -hmm. to, to, and, and become that kind of leader uh, to gain that extra revenue, to give yourself a bit of freedom from mm -hmm. working one-to-one. -one. So there's that huge opportunity for people to do that if they're willing to do a little bit of work and step mm -hmm. up and say, um, look, I, I would love to teach other people. I would love to be to be that person that, that's known for, for this expertise. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and again, I love that technology is, you know, as you mentioned before, it's allowing us to expand literally worldwide. Um, you know, and, and to find people that, that, you know, are a great part of a mastermind group, not just in your local community, but anywhere around the world. Um, you know, great example is, is Zoom, like we're using here. Um, you know, it's yeah. just one of, of several technologies that are available where you can have multiple participants. Um, you know, there might be, might be a fee, you know, that's always one of the, the things to, to keep in mind as you're setting things up. You know, if you're going to have multiple people, you know, all sorts of things like that. And so then, you know, this is kind of one of the things to, to keep in mind when you're pricing things. But, you know, I, I would think it would be so cool to be a member of a mastermind group that has people worldwide. I mean, that just so hello, anybody want to pick me? I'll be in your mastermind group. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's just that really to me is just that's where we're going to get the knowledge. You know, we, I yeah. love meeting with people that are here in my local community. Granted, Atlanta's pretty pretty good size, um, but yeah, the ability that I could have someone from from Australia, someone from um, you know the Netherlands, someone from you know South Africa, wherever, as part of a mastermind group. I mean, that's just what really fascinates me about this. Yeah, that really is tapping into the the, the mastermind and mm -hmm. using other, those other people's knowledge, ideas, experience, expertise, mm -hmm. different viewpoints, different backgrounds. And yeah, that true. That is that true idea of mm -hmm. the melting mind, where we all come in together and we create this super mind. So, mm -hmm. Deb, I'm with you. Technology allows that these days, mm -hmm. which is why we are talking from, you know, two different continents. So, absolutely. two different days. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and it is it, you know the the cool thing is all of the different business perspectives. Um, you know, that would be what would fascinate me. You know, how do you do business in, in your country? How do you do business in your country? Um, you know, women-owned business. You know, there's, there's certainly going to be a lot of education, you know, and, and things that can be learned, especially with women-owned businesses, small businesses. Um, when you're dealing with countries that, you know, that's not something that is commonly done. Um, you know, and, and so, yeah, just to, to get all that, I, that, this is, this really is what fascinates me about it. Yeah, we briefly touched on it earlier when you asked that question. I said the ability to know what's happening in other countries and to learn faster. And I'll give you a great example. So mm -hmm. when, when um, SARS broke out, mm -hmm. they crowdsourced all these people from around the world mm -hmm. and they solved um, what, that, what that virus was mm -hmm. in a fraction of the time that anybody would in their silos. Right. So they used effectively a mastermind to do that, mm -hmm. the ability to go, I've got this expert here in a different country, mm -hmm. got the US, got the UK, 
kind of other countries. They all mm-hmm. came together and, and iterated and, and mm-hmm. found a solution to that really quickly. Right. So the same as in business, yeah, the ability to go, okay, well, um, let's get your fresh perspective on it. Mm-hmm. If you're in, say, um, in HR, mm-hmm. to, to find out what's happening in other countries right. with HR and to become that mm-hmm. mastermind leader of HR practices and knowledge mm-hmm. is, is a, it's an incredibly valuable tool mm-hmm. where people just learn quicker. Right. I love it. Well, oh my gosh, Ronan, we are at the top of the hour and this has been so much fun. I can't wait to try and, you know, put my head around, you know, do I need to be a part of a mastermind group? Do I want to start my own? Um, you know, and, and, and you have really great information on your website. Um, so tell us about your website and, and uh, you know, how you can help people. Sure. The website is www.accountability.io. Uh, I do have, as I said, that free part on there just around some of the concepts and ideas that I teach mm-hmm. to give people a bit of a snippet. If you sign up, please actually complete it because <laughs> knowledge doesn't happen until something changes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you've got to go through and do that. And then also if you want to contact me, uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn. It's a great platform just to, to again, share ideas, collaborate, mm-hmm. um, network with people. So I'm on LinkedIn as Ronan Leonard, the mastermind guy. Perfect. I love it. Well, you know, I can't wait to, to talk with you again because I do think that this is, is it's such a fun subject and I, and I want to learn more about it. Um, but until then, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Just the idea that there is far more t- out there and there's far more to you. So we, we talked about kind of knowledge and, and not knowing. And one of the things that I say is that we've changed from the knowledge economy to the not knowing economy. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. So all you need to do is, is kind of let go and embrace that and say, I haven't got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, let me connect to other people mm-hmm. that, that, ha- that have got different perspective, that have mm-hmm. something that I don't know, and just to continue to be curious and, mm-hmm. and to learn. And if you do that, you, you won't go far wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. I love it. Well, I've been having an absolutely wonderful time talking with Ronan Leonard learning about masterminds. Um, and again, it's eaccountability.io, not .com, .io. Um, and so please, you know, check that out because there, there is a lot of great information there. I am Deb Creer. As I said, I've been talking with Ronan Leonard. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.